Success on Amazon can take time. Today's guest had five failed products before his determination helped his e-commerce dreams come true. Now he's a seven-figure seller with a booming YouTube channel. Find out his story on today's episode. All right, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is a completely BS-free, organic, and unrehearsed conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got another in-house guest today. Trevin came all the way from Utah just to film this podcast. No, he's actually hanging out for the weekend, but Trevin, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. You literally just got here. Like Your flight was this morning, right? We left six o'clock this morning and we got here about 15 minutes ago. So awesome. Awesome. Okay. So is, have you been here to Southern California before? I actually have not. It's oh, been what? probably, I've been to California, but it's been like 10 years ago. So it's been okay. All right. So are you going to do anything else this weekend while you're out here? Um, no, we don't have any plans. I just got back from a cruise. So I'm kind of vacationed out. Nice. Where was the, where was the cruise to? Uh, we went to Honduras, Cosmel, Costa Maya, Mexico, and then Coco Cay, Bahamas. Okay. Which cruise line was that? Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. All right. I like doing Nor- Norwegian because I get the open bar, free <laughs> open bar there, but Royal Caribbean's probably a little bit nicer than, it was than Norwegian. Phenomenal. All right. So we're not here to talk about your cruising here, but we're here to talk about some Amazon strategy. And, and what I always do at the beginning, I, I like to get the origin story. You know, you and I have done videos before about Helium 10, but I don't know many things about your history and on purpose. I don't like doing homework or research before because I kind of want to find out the same time everybody else. So let's go back. I mean, you're a young guy, so your history doesn't start back. Like, you know, I've had some people here in their fifties and stuff, and we got like 20 minutes of 30 years of history, you know, before we can get to the nitty gritty, but you went to high school in Utah. I did. All right. Upon graduation, what did you do? Graduation Uh, from high school. I went and I went to Spain, lived in Spain for two years. And then after that, I started, uh, started the university and I went to college for a year. Where in Spain were you at? I was in Madrid, uh, the Canary Islands. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going north. to Spain next Wednesday. Oh, that's the best Madrid, place yeah. ever. So yeah, just all over Spain. And then I got back, started uh, going to college and, uh, the first semester in, I was like, I got to get out. I got to do something. What was your, what was your major or, or were you just doing general I, I ed at that into time? Business or? management. Okay. Business management. So was I, your- I, I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I just, it, college just wasn't going good for me. The first semester is a struggle. Okay. So what was that? BYU or Utah no, was, state or it what? It was Utah Valley university. Oh, Utah Valley. I know. I know that. I know that one too. I always follow sports and stuff. Yeah. So I know that's a small program there. So you, did you drop out after the first semester? Um, so I ended up going two semesters and then I was like, I'm done. And I, my, my goal was to work with my dad and to potentially take over the company after I put in my time, 10, 15 years, he's a general contractor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, why do I need to go to school if I'm going to go to four years of school and then just go work with my dad? And that's kind of my long-term goal. And were, were you on scholarship? I was not. So how, how much, how much did you have to pay or how much did that cost that year of? Um, it was like seven, eight grand a semester. So okay. 20 grand ish. Did you have to pay that or did your parents so help you luckily, out? I had some grants okay. that I was able to get and the grants paid for most of it, which was. Those are the, the kind of grants you don't have to pay back? Exactly. Or? Ah, okay. Yeah. So you were, you weren't, I was about to say like, you know, if your parents or something had to put up 15, 20 grand. And then uh, you change your mind. That kind of might've been a, a little 
problem. My mom yeah. did have a little bit of problem. My okay. dad was more supportive because he kind of- he went Following through, his footsteps. Exactly. Right? He was. He went through three years of college and decided to just drop out. And so he was more supportive. My mom was like, no, you need to go get a degree. And I just went with my gut and I started working with my dad and first week I just hated it. And I was like, I got to get out ASAP. I can't do this for the rest of my life. And then that's when I said, well, well, what did you hate about it? Uh, Being out in the heat and stuff. And yeah, uh, carrying concrete, uh, tile cabinets, dealing with subcontractors that wouldn't show up. And then the clients would be calling me saying, Hey, why isn't this person here? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. They're, they said that they're going to be there at nine. And so it was just, wasn't my style. And I saw other people when I was reading like the four hour work week and different books like that. And I saw a different side of potential in different businesses, online businesses. And so that's when I started dabbling with like drop shipping and Shopify. So you're like what, um, 21 at this time, about yeah, 21, 22. Uh -huh. Okay. So you didn't like college, stopped it. It took you a year to make sure that you didn't want to do that. But then the contracting construction and stuff only took you a week to know. So then did, did you, what was your income at all? Like right when you stopped working with your dad, did, did you get some other income? So I, I kept working and I just dealt with it. I just, I worked for probably another nine months because obviously I got to have oh, okay. coming in. I can't just not work. Yeah. I didn't have any money saved up. I was a broke college kid mm -hmm. just dropping out. And so, um, during that time I was starting up some side hustles. I'd work from like seven in the morning to six at night. And then from six to two in the morning, I'd be doing just different things, trying to make up, trying to make some money. So what, what did the drop shipping consist of? Like, were we talking about drop shipping from, from China or, or getting products from wholesalers in the U S that you would drop ship or what? So I was doing a little bit of both. I would house some of my inventory, mm -hmm. um, to try to deal with the, to compete with Amazon because you drop ship, it's, it's taken two to three weeks to get your product. Okay. And so I'd house some inventory and then the other products, um, I would drop ship directly from China and I just ran into problem after problem. And I literally like, I didn't make any money and it was just like, okay, this isn't going to work. And so then I joined an MLM, which was. Which a lot was of those crazy, in Utah. Uh, I think for some reason, a lot of those are based in Utah. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> they are. Yeah. And so they have a big black eye and, and I did it and I succeeded with it and I did really well. And then the company went out of business. And so I'm like, well, that sucks. And then my friend approached me and he brought up Amazon FBA. And as soon as he, so when, what, 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 um, what year are we talking about this now? This was uh, two years ago, almost to the day. So, so like over two years. end of 2017, yep. around there, uh -huh. the MLM folded. Now you're talking to your friend who, he was selling yeah, on Amazon? Yeah, he was selling or? on Amazon okay. and he was telling me some stories and he said three things. The first one was, dude, I'm, I'm working X amount and he told me how much he was making. I'm like, wow, I'm working 60 hours a week and you're making double what I'm making with mm -hmm. half the work. So that got me excited. And then he talked to me about FBA and the fulfillment method. And I'm like, well, that solves my drop shipping problem. Two day shipping. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. And then the third thing was um, the sourcing the products. And, and, and I like that aspect of it because I enjoyed searching products for drop shipping. And so that night I went home and I just started Amazon within a week. Okay. So, so I didn't waste any time. When you say started, I mean, did you start doing a drop a shipping or, or? I lost a product. I ordered was my that, first product in a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So was it from China? Yes. Are you still selling that product now? I'm not. So can you tell us what that product was? <laughs> yes. It's a seatbelt gap filler. What so, is that? <laughs> so you've probably seen it on Shark Tank. The thing that goes in between your center console and your okay. car. Uh -huh. And it basically prevents things from dropping into the I big black just gap. Just drop my cell phone in, in that gap yeah. this morning. So, I know so exactly. there's a patent on that. 
and I started selling and I, luckily I only ordered a hundred units. And within the first week I sold 90 and I'm like, this, this works. But then I got a message from the company saying, Hey, you need to take this down. There's a patent on it. If you don't take it down in the next 24 hours, we're coming after you. And I'm like, well, shoot, luckily I only have 10 units left. And so I just kind of ditched it, mm-hmm. but that got me motivated. I'm like, Hey, this actually works. I launched a product. Didn't run any PPC, didn't have any reviews and it just started flying off the shelves. I'm like, Hey, this, this can actually work. Okay. So then you started now, now how did you teach yourself in the beginning Amazon? Like, well, you can't just like pick a product and throw it up and and, and have success. So you, you must've done some kind of education for yourself. So my, my friend, he had sold prior and he, I was kind of asking him a, a few questions along the way. And I kind of had an idea and I was kind of going off of drop shipping on how you pick a product for drop shipping. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of did the same thing for Amazon. I didn't have any Chrome extension. I didn't have helium. T- I didn't have any mm-hmm. software tools and I was just guessing. And I guess I got lucky, I guess, other than the patent. And then after that product is when I started watching some YouTube videos, asking my friend, networking with other people. And then that's when I kind of started learning the actual process. So then when did you actually launch like the first product that kind of just like, you know, was a steady product? So it probably took me four products after that one. I okay. failed, just failed. I launched one that was a restricted product. Well, let's one. talk, let's talk about this. Let's, okay. uh, people need to understand, you know, uh, Amazon's not all rainbows and unicorns. So, yep. you know, things happen. Your first one was, could be not necessarily a failure. I mean, you made your money back yep. and even made profit on it, yep. but it wasn't continuous because you didn't realize there was a patent on it. So product number two, it was also something that you had to stop. Yes. It was well, what was that product? It was a fidget pen. So it was a like a fidget, fidget pen. So it was a fit, like a spinner, uh-huh. but an actual pen. So you could spin it like a fidget spinner. So it was a fidget pen. Interesting. Okay. And it did really well until Amazon was like, Hey, uh, it got flagged because it had fidget in the title. And then they were like, Hey, you can't sell fidget spinners unless you go through this approval process. Oh, do you know? And I tried to get approval, Mm -hmm. but it didn't work. How many, how many of those did you sell? Uh, probably 200. Mm -hmm. So were you able to sell out of your Uh, stock or did you get stuck? Let me sell out of my, out of my stock, which was lucky. Right. So I had the inventory and I was- And made money on that out. too. You didn't- I, Yep, I okay. made some money on that. Okay, so you made some money on that, but then you had to stop. So uh-huh. product number three. Uh, so are, are, are we at like, what are we at? January, February yeah, of January. 2018? Yep, oh, okay. January 2018. Right. And then a car phone mount. Okay. Just horrible. That was the worst idea ever. Yeah. Car um, phone accessories are- Very competitive. Very, yeah. And it was, I mean, I was selling a $9 product and my PPC bids, one click was $2. So now on this one- did you lose money? Oh, then? I lost a lot okay. of money on this one. So how, how many did you, did you order originally? Uh, probably 500 units uh-huh. on that one. And I sold maybe 10. <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I took a big loss. And then you, what, what did you do with the rest of your inventory? Uh, it's actually still sitting in my basement. If anyone. So you, you just brought it, it back to, uh, okay, uh-huh. cool. So, so that one you're like, but what, you know, that's technically three failures. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, if they have one or two failures, definitely three, like they're like, Ah, oh, dang it. Amazon's not for me. And you see people like that in Facebook groups, like, oh, man, I, I ran into this, you know, roadblock, you know, Amazon is just not it. You know, tell us about like your mental makeup or like, why did that? It obviously didn't phase you because you're, you're here today, but like, did you think about quitting or, or it wasn't even your, you didn't even think about it or, or walk us through the psychology of, of failing three times and not giving up. So yeah, there's times that I'm like, ah, this, this doesn't work. And mm-hmm. everyone has those, those thoughts but I saw other people having success and I asked myself if they can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And so I just had the attitude of, 
I don't care if it takes me 10 products. I know that this business model works. I've seen it with myself, even though some have failed, Mm -hmm. I've seen it with other people. I know I can do it if I just take the time and, and if I have to launch 10 products, I'm willing to do that. And at that time I was still working my nine to five. So I had some income coming in. So I was able to, to launch products. And if I lost money, it wasn't the end of the world. And I wasn't going to not be able to retire kind of thing. Okay. So product four, was this also something you had to stop? Um, it just didn't sell well. It was a jewelry, super, super cheap. That was a mistake on my part. I went for the cheapest jewelry, uh, mount mm-hmm. like tree mount. And it was just tree a, mount. Oh, like, I know. Exactly. Like, okay. Like okay. to I know. hold your jewelry. I thought you were talking about like, we hang you yeah. people who hang jewelry in their trees. I'm like, what? No, but okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, the, and it just was a really cheap product. My product images were horrible. I didn't do a launch very good. And so that one, I lost some money as well. And I actually have units still in my basement. Um, and then after that, I launched some faucet extenders and did okay with it, but it had a patent on it. And I was scared to, that I was going to get shut down. So I just kind of sold out of that. I so now we're up to five products. Yes. Five products. And you had to stop like now the first three, you didn't really, or the first two or three or something, you didn't really lose money, but then, you know, the car mounts and then the jewelry, like obviously yep, you might've lost some, but, yep. but still didn't get demotivated because you knew. So like, how did you, how were you finding those products at this point? You still weren't using any tools to like find it or were you, how, how, at how that did point, uh, I did have a Chrome extension to okay. kind of get me kind of a, a rough estimate of, okay, this has mm-hmm. some potential, but I had no idea keyword research. I had no idea yeah. how to launch a product. I had no idea how to do product images. And there was just a lot of missing pieces. Those products could have been good, but I missed out on listing optimization, product okay. images. I mean, the list goes on of what I did wrong. So now five products in what month are we at right now? I launched all those five products literally within a month, okay. month span. So February is when I launched uh, two products, uh, Milestone Blankets, and it took off. It did really, really well. It's, uh, do you know? Yes, a, a I, I didn't uh, until like maybe three weeks ago. Uh-huh. I was doing a live demo with someone about product. No, key, yeah, product research using our Blackboard keyword tool. And then we found some keyword that, uh, it was like baby milestone blank. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I looked, I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't have any of these for my kids. I can't believe parents these days, but the, the search volume was great and, yeah. and, and not many reviews. So it looked pretty good. So you so actually, I, were- I found that two years ago, brand new. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. and we did, I, I did really, really well on that. And the problem that I ran into is I sold out of inventory and I, ma- I mismanaged inventory. Yeah. And by the time I made that second order, it was a month later that the product came in and it just never was the same. And so I tried relaunching it. I tried getting it back to where it was. And I just was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sell out and uh, move on to the next. So that one, you didn't lose money either because I I made money on that one. What was the profit margins on something like that? It was like 40%. Mm, So it was a decent, decent profit margin on that one. And it, and if I would have ordered more because I was doing lower quantities uh-huh. and if I would have done like C shipping, for example, my margins would have been a lot better. Yeah. And kind of at the same time of launching that product, I launched another one. Uh, and that one to this day is my best seller. We're still in Q1 of 2018 or yes. now we're in summer. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, February of, okay. of 2018. I launched that product and now it's my best. Now how did you have today. capital for all these products? Did you get help from, from friends no, and family? I, I or just, so this is all from my your strategy was low order quantities. 
And so I wasn't breaking the bank ordering a thousand units and people talk about, oh, you need $2,000, $3,000 for a product to launch. And I went about it a little bit different way. I just kind of started testing different products just to understand the process. And that's kind of how I was teaching myself. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't costing me, but 500, 800 bucks to launch these products. Nice. And so over the time of working, um, and with the MLM money that I, that I made, I just had some money saved up that I was investing in, in these different products. Okay. So at what point did you like have that epiphany? Like, oh my goodness, this is, this is going to, I'm going to make it now. March. March. Okay. So then that was on product six or product seven. So six and seven, that was the milestone blanket. And then the one that I'm currently selling right now. Okay. So then now you're like, Hey, I'm about to make it now. At what point did you, did you make a YouTube channel? Cause that's how a lot of people know about you. I made a YouTube channel probably April. April. So like kind of early in your journey Uh by that time from, from when you started launching, like how, how much money had you made in those, what, three months, three months, I mean, with the losses that I had, probably not that much, maybe. But you're like, Hey, I want to document. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you weren't a couple grand a month and I was like, Hey, this is great. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. And I had a goal of, okay, I need to make 2,500 bucks a month. Once I get to that point, I'm going to quit my job, dedicate Mm -hmm. 2,500 a month in, um, in in profits. Okay. Okay. And once I get to that point, I'm going to quit and just dedicate hundred percent to Amazon. And so April rolled around and I was able to do that. And ever since the rest is history and I was able to just double down. And once I focused hundred percent all on my Amazon FBA business, it just doubled every single month until where it's at now. By the end of last year, end of 2018, mm-hmm. how many products did you have on Amazon? Right now I have six with a few variations. Okay. I'm currently selling. W- were these all launched last year or some of those were this year? 2018, I guess I had three products. Okay. And then 2019 is when I launched another three and then additional variations. Now from, from April to December of last year, did you have any more failures like launches that you just gave up on those products? I, I wouldn't say failures. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't ever lose my money, mm-hmm. but products that I was like, okay, like you started selling I, and then I you stopped. Out. Yeah. yeah. And, and so some of those products, I just had to do some changes and create a new listing and, and tweak it. So now I'm selling those still currently. I just need to make, okay. I just made some changes to them. So then end of year, 2018, what were your sales for the whole year? It was, I had, I made a video on it. I can't even remember three, 300,000. 300,000. Okay. And then what do you think? I mean, obviously we're, we're right in the middle of Q4. Uh-huh. Who knows how, you know, Black Friday is going to go for you and stuff, but what is your projected sales this year? I'm hoping to be just under a million. Just under a million. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And that's only with like six active products. Yes. And and then the variations on top of that. So I think it's like yeah. 11 total different SKUs. Okay. So are your variations kind of like color based they're, and they're things more like that? They're color based and okay. then some are pack based. So instead of selling a three pack, I have a uh, eight pack, okay. for example. Did you have any kind of internal thoughts about like, Hey, should I put this in a variation or should I have it in a standalone listing each one? So what was, you know, some people say they, you know, in in some cases it's better to do one way in some cases, another way, like what drove you to like, say, Hey, these need to be in a variation together. So there's some strategy to it and there's some gray area as well with Amazon. I mean, they can be strict with what you put as a variant. Mm -hmm. And my strategy was if I can put these as variations, they're very similar products. Um, I can launch products on top of those and I have my 150 five-star reviews and Mm, I'm not really mm -hmm. starting from scratch. So Mm -hmm. when you add a variation, it's a lot easier to launch that because you already have the reviews built up. Yeah. 
Okay. So that makes sense. Now, what do you think helped you scale the rest of last year? Like what, what was it mainly just picking more of the right products or was it focusing more on listing optimization, but you know, you failed or, or not, not you failed, but your products stopped selling on Amazon, six of them. And then now all of a sudden you hit like a home run on a few, was it luck or, or was it a, a specific thing you can point to that you did differently? So in terms of scaling and getting to where I'm at now, I would say the two biggest things are trademarks mm-hmm. and lightning deals. Those have helped hmm. me really scale to avoid the hijackers and the, with enhanced brand content, I think it's called like a plus content mm-hmm. now or something. Um, and then the lightning deals, how do the lightning deals, uh, how do you think those help you? They just, it's a great way to push inventory. I mean, I'll, I'll run a lightning deal and I'll sell 800 units in a six hour, six hour time period. And that bumps my rank from in my subcategory from 10 to three. And then the next day it falls at five. And so I jump five positions and then I do another one a month later. And then I drop to number two, number one. And then I'm sitting. What do you set your price at for the, for those when you do lightning deals? So it's depending on what Amazon recommends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll say you have to do like a minimum of 15. Sometimes they've even made me do a 25% discount. So right now I just kind of do what Amazon recommends, like the minimum, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes like 15 to 20%. And even with that low discount, you can still move a lot of units. Uh, Yes. And when you're tracking, I'm assuming you're tracking your keywords with Helium 10. Do do you get any kind of bump in your keyword rankings when you do a lightning, even though it's obviously not keyword based, but there, there's a residual effect on your keyword ranking sure. too, right? I, and, and that's the, the key thing for me with lightning deals. When I run them, I'm not only, my sales velocity is going through the roof mm-hmm. and that just helps my organic rank and it helps me stick. And that's what a lot of people struggle with is sticking. They can get to the first page, but sticking there. Mm-hmm. And so I just running different lightning deals, getting as many people to buy my product, it increases the reviews and just everything comes together. It really works out well. So when was the last time you launched a a new product? The last time I launched a product was, so I just opened up a second Amazon seller account and I launched uh, two new products in August. Okay. What was your launch strategy on there? Like what what was, I mean, were you just all PPC or what what did you do uh, in the beginning? So my main strategy with uh, launching is uh, a few things. I like running PPC. I'm heavy on PPC and targeting specific keywords using the Helium 10 Cerebro tool Mm -hmm. to find the best targeted keywords. I throw a coupon code on there uh, between- One of those green on-screen ones? Okay. uh, To 10 to 25% just kind of depends. And I start running PPC and then I reach out to uh, bloggers on like Instagram. And and I say, hey, uh, I'm going to send you this product. Uh, Can you maybe do a post about it? Um, and then maybe later you can ask them for a review depending on, uh, what, what your strategy is there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times these bloggers will post and that gets some traction coming from the outside in. And then with PPC altogether, um, you can rank for those keywords that aren't super, super heavily, uh, that aren't crazy uh, competitive. Now, do you pay these influencers or bloggers or what's the incentive for them to, to work with you? Some of them I do. Some of them I don't just sending them a free product. Um, and my target audience for these bloggers, these influencers is going for those that have a thousand, 5,000 followers, not going after a hundred thousand followers because mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay 
but the people that have the low amount of following, they actually have a pretty high, um, what's the word? Uh, it's a pretty good targeted our audience that's engaged. That's the word engaged. Mm-hmm. And they don't charge a lot because they're just trying to get started and they want to show other companies that, Hey, we're promoting this product and they're more willing to work with you. Okay. So then like, how do they drive people to your listing? Cause you know, like for example, on Instagram, you can't really put a link or, I mean, I guess they could put a link in their, in their, in their bio, bio or something. Or so is that what feature. they do? Like yeah, in their bio or the swipe up feature. And then I create a helium 10 uh, gems link Ah, okay. and I send them. So, so, so then whenever somebody clicks that link, you're getting kind of residual effect too on, on the back end because people are using a two-step URL to find your product. So, oh, okay, cool, cool. And do you give them discounts at all to give out? I, with the coupon code that I have going, uh, that's kind of the discount that I, that I have. I don't make a specific coupon code for the, the influencer. Okay, cool. That's good to know. That's a good tip. Now let's go back to talking about YouTube. So you start a YouTube channel and, and what was just, you're just original goal? Like, did you have a long-term like, Hey, I, I want to monetize this YouTube channel from ads, or I, I want to become an influencer or, or uh, I would like to have a core. I mean, like, what was just like, what was your motivation? Like me personally, you know, what you might not know is, you know, I used to be a Zumba instructor and then I learned a lot of Zumba routines from like YouTube and instructors who would put their choreography. So I'm like, I want to I pay it forward and do that. But I was like, you know what? I would never have been able to remember these instructors if I saw them at like a Zumba conference. So for me, I was like, you know, I'm going to make this little character. I'm going to be a little, I put a sock on my arm and, and let me just go out there. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to pay it forward. You know, I learned on YouTube. I'm just going to do some video. And then it just like completely blew up and I had, you know, tens of thousands of followers and it was just ridiculous. But my original goal was never, and I actually never, I actually never did monetize my, my YouTube. I, I might've got $3 and 33 cents from ads or, or something like that, even though I had 25 million views on my YouTube channel. So for me, it was more of like a pay it forward thing and then something to leverage where now I can go worldwide and do master classes because everybody knew about the crazy sock weirdo. But what about you? What was your motivation to like even just without even having been really successful yet, you know, is when you started, like what motivated you to do that? So there's a few things. The the first thing is what I saw out people teaching and obviously the first thing is you see people with Lamborghinis, you see people flashing money. And, and at first I'm like, Oh, I, I want to do that too. Like I, I could do mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. if they can, why can't I? And then I started diving in a little bit deeper and I saw that there was just a huge gap in the market of actual valuable content because I, I was watching those videos and it was teaching me really absolutely nothing that mm-hmm. was super beneficial. And so I decided I'm like, Hey, I'm going to come out I'm going to be a little bit different and I want to show people that I actually sell on Amazon. So in all my videos, I'm always showing my sales, making sure that, Hey, this is the most up-to-date YouTube channel out. These are my numbers. These are the problems. And I just like to be as transparent as possible and at the same time, provide as much value. And then the monetizing came about a year later. I didn't make a dime off of YouTube for a year and I was grinding, probably spending more time uploading YouTube videos than I was actually (laughs) Uh, yeah. sell it, spending time selling on Amazon. So just flash forward to today, how many followers you have on YouTube? So I have 8,000 subscribers. Okay. And so that to, was a walk grind. me through that zero you, in April of 2018, you had zero. Now uh, you've got 8,000. So what were some of the main, I mean, I know there's probably a million factors that are involved in that, but what would you say are the two, three main factors that help you to scale to that many followers? So April to January 2019. So this year, so almost what 11 months Mm -hmm. ago, I had 700 subscribers. Wow. And from January to now, so 11 months, I've gone up another 7,000. 
And the biggest thing for me was um, being consistent, just going and putting a camera in front of my face. And that, and that was another big thing that I wanted to do was I was scared to be in front of the camera and I had to go, I was like, I'm going to pick up the camera. I'm going to film a YouTube video, whether I like it or not, it's going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it. And so I just had that no quit attitude like I did with Amazon. And I just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this work. If, if other people have, have been successful, why can't I? And that's always my attitude is if, if you can do it, I can too kind yeah. of thing. And I just kept going and, and consistency and then actually providing legitimate value is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I see the most with my, uh, with my following is they, they're grateful for the content that I've produced. And that makes me like, it gets me up in the Mm -hmm, morning mm -hmm. and it makes me want to produce more content and it makes me want to help more people because I see that it's helping other people and I'm providing free value. Okay. So then like just the number of subscribers was it just word of mouth organic or, or did you actually have to run any paid ads? I to was kind running of promote paid it? ads, uh, January of 2018. And that's what helped me get to that thousand subscriber mark. Uh-huh. And I was spending like a couple hundred bucks a day, just wow. basically throwing it down the drain. Uh-huh. And it, now it's, it's finally starting to pay off and starting to see some success. But a lot of times people don't see that and they just see me now or they see uh, my sales right now in 2019, but they didn't see my struggles at the very beginning. Okay. Okay. And then now based on that YouTube audience and, and you becoming almost, you know, kind of like, you know, people have different names for it, but like an influencer, I guess you could say in the space, didn't you also launch like a course because you had a lot of people asking you yep. uh, for that? You know, I mean, you're giving it away on YouTube, but they're like, you know, a 15 minute YouTube video can only skim the surface of something, but I'm assuming people were like asking you, Hey, I, I need some more yeah. meat and potatoes. Right. And I launched a course and I think my first course that I launched was like 50 bucks. Okay. I think I sold one. <laughs> All right, cool. Hey, got to start somewhere. And, and then as the channel started growing, um, and the demand started be becoming a little bit more, I started slowly increasing the prices and I've just always been updating the course and always changing it, keeping it updated because Amazon changes. And so, um, now to, to this day, I, I have a course and it's up to date and I have like a hundred plus students and it's been, it's been super fun to get to know people from all over the world, from Europe, mm-hmm. Australia. I, I mean, that's, that's what I enjoy. I like meeting people and having that relationship and not only meeting them, but actually helping them achieve something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know, because of the YouTube, because of the course, you know, and you've actually, you know, been an affiliate of Helium 10 and been able to like help people, you know, get them discounts on Helium 10. But, you know, without telling people, you know, how much you're making exactly, like, let's say next year, 2020 at your current rate, like, would it be safe to say that just like on affiliate revenue, that by itself could be, is like six figure business in a year. I believe so. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then, you know, some people like what affiliate six figure, but here, here's the thing. And this is what, what I love it. And is why uh, I gave this big, long story in one of my origin story episodes here. But, but what, what I had with Zumba, what I have here working at Helium 10 is I used to pay to do these things. I used to pay to do Zumba. And then all of a sudden I was being paid to do Zumba. It's something I love. Like how many people can say that they're being paid to do what they love so much that they were, they pay for. And then I used to use Helium 10 as an Amazon consultant 
you know, for, for sellers. And then now, now I'm being paid to use Helium 10, but that's kind of like you, you had said you, you found Helium. I mean, you didn't join Helium 10 to, to become an affiliate, nope. you know, there that just kind of happened, but you were using Helium 10 for your own listings and, and you're paying, I would assume you're yep, paying for it. And now we're paying you to, <laughs> to use Helium 10 up to like exactly. six figures a year. It's crazy. So you've got an, you've got income from, from your Amazon business, obviously, like, yeah. let's say you make a million dollars almost this year. Are you still around, you know, 30% profit or yeah, what? It's 25 to 30% after all expenses. So, so you're making six figures profit, you know, from that, that's happening. That's coming to a, a course and you're planning to scale that to yep. some good income, helping people out. And isn't that a good feeling? Like people say, Oh, you know, if you're doing so great on Amazon, why do you do this? But they don't, people who don't help people or who haven't done a course or who don't have these DMS of people like, dude, you like changed my life. And now I'm, uh, you know, I was able to quit my job. Like, th- yeah, doesn't that like kind of mean everything, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. People who don't, if people ask like, well, why are you doing that? When, when you make so much money on Amazon, I can already tell that they, they've never had that feeling. Cause if they had that feeling, they would, they wouldn't be asking that, that question. One for me, I went through that. I was mm-hmm. in a job that I did not like. And Amazon completely changed my life in literally six months. Are you planning now though, to diversify your e-commerce at all in other, like, are you going to start selling on Walmart or maybe Shopify or anything like that? I've thought about it, but the time and the energy that it's going to take me, the return, it's, it's hard for me to justify. I'm sure if I hired some employees and I started taking it a little bit more serious, I mean, I'm spreading myself already a little thin with mm-hmm. my students, YouTube, uh, Amazon and then some other investments and other business opportunities that I'm doing back at home as well. How are you able to actually manage that? I mean, I see you have a videographer standing right next to me. So you you have some staff, like, do you have staff that helps you with your Amazon account too? Or are you still trying to do everything by yourself? I don't have any employees that I pay monthly, but I have like freelancers that when I need some help, I'll pay them. And then for example, my videographer, um, uh, Alex, he's, he's just the man and he's, willing to help me whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have no full-time employees no full-time and you're employees. able to run multiple six figure yep. businesses. That's, yep. that's, that's crazy. Now, um, before I ask you about your goals for next year, one thing we always do on this show is we call it the sounds that's TST and it stands for 30 second tip. So take a, take a few seconds right now and think what is your 30 second tip that can be very super, super valuable that you think is somewhat unique. Like don't say, Hey guys, optimize your title. You know, we, we got that, but like what's something semi unique. It doesn't have to be like earth shattering your super secret thing, but it could be about YouTube. It could be about your affiliate business. It could be about your Amazon business. It could be about MLM. It could be about being a contractor, whatever the case is, 30 seconds of value that you can drop on our listeners. The first thing is if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Okay. That's what I live by. And if I'm not having fun, then I need to change something. I like that. But in terms with Amazon, my biggest advice, and I preach this on all my channel and in my course, understand what you can and can't sell. I've lost a lot of money trying to sell products that have patents on it, products Mm -hmm. that are restricted, products that are hazmat goods, dangerous Mm -hmm. goods. I just literally launched a product and it was one of those on my second account. Mm -hmm. It was a dangerous good. And I had no idea that a little tiny pen was considered dangerous good. And I am trying to get that worked out to be able to sell that, but I've lost a lot of money not understanding that. So just get approved before you spend Ah, your money on a product list it, create a dummy listing, do whatever you can do as much research, make sure you can actually sell it. 
And then once you know that, then go a hundred percent in and make cool. that final deposit. All right, cool. Now what's, uh, you had said, you know, you're, you're getting close to, to the seven figure mark and gross sales this year. What's your 2020 goals? It doesn't have to be just about Amazon, but just overall, what goals have you set for next year? I actually haven't sat down and, and thought about my goals. My, my main goals this year mm-hmm. were to do a million. Okay. Um, and that was between all my businesses and so you're definitely going to crush I was, that. And yeah. I was able to, to be that goal already, yeah. which has been an extreme blessing. And it's been awesome. Cause you're how old you're, you're 23, 23, 23 years old. Yep. Amazing. Million dollars. Uh, next year, my goal would be no, uh, I want to do, uh, seven figures in Amazon, like okay. 1.2 to 1.5, um, be making 20 K a month just from Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we definitely want to have you back in about a year to see how you reach those goals. Now, you know, we couldn't cover everything in the 30 minute podcast. So if people want to like find you on YouTube or Instagram or, or find out about your course or anything, how can people contact you? The best way on Instagram and YouTube, just search Trevin Peterson and you'll be able to find me right away. Okay. All right. Well, Trevin, thank you for coming here into the studio and you're going to hang out tomorrow at our elite conference here, I believe, right? Yep. All right. So I'll be seeing you the rest of the today and tomorrow and, and we'll definitely have you back hopefully next year. And maybe you've doubled what you've done this year. We'll see. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 